guys, welcome to episode seven of The Guest Life with Justin Ishmael. Happy to be here, happy to be here. It's been a long time coming, been watching all or listening to all the episodes and it's good to finally get the nod there, Danny, appreciate it. Yeah, you got, you, he's here to join the roster, join the squad. It's, uh, if you don't know, uh, Justin Ishmael is with the Hamilton Bulldogs and we're going to be talking sports, we're going to be talking Hamilton. Um, just to reiterate, guys, we're, we're doing this podcast to kind of give light on entrepreneurship um, from a lot of Hamilton-based businesses and people within the industry. And I think sometimes, you know, hearing their story and how they got out and how they got into their industry and, and became masters of their craft is, is phenomenal. So, Justin, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me again. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, talking with a guy like you. are talking about entrepreneurship and stuff. It's You're probably one of the best brains to pick in Hamilton. So, Let's get it going. Let's be transparent. Let's have fun with it today. There we go, boys. Get her, get the squad going, guys. Um, me and Justin go way back, so that's uh, kind of the camaraderie that we're bringing out here. Justin, I first met. He doesn't remember this, but I do. Um, always an advocate for the community. Yeah. Justin was a uh, a camp counselor at the uh, McMaster yeah. Sports Camp. Just a just a pleasure to be around. And uh, he's a couple years older than me, so I always looked up to him as a kid. And, now uh, we're, we're on the same hockey team, you know, we're in, uh, in the same rooms together at a lot of, uh, you know, charity events and local, local meetings. And I think, you know, for a lot of people listening, it's cool to see the transition, especially when you grow up in the city and, you, you know, you go to high school, you play sports with people, and then you see how each other develop is just so interesting to me. And, uh, you know, from the leadership that you had back in the day at the, the McMaster Sports Camp that you and your brother Zach were yeah yeah he's he's still the athlete and he looks like me after p90x so <laughs> but some of us go one way some of us go another but we talk about sports and teams like i'm a huge believer in playing sports and being on a team will craft you into being a better person yeah. and like that's the whole thing you want to do is when you're coaching or playing a sport or have kids in sports is doesn't matter if they're the best athlete just make sure they're a good teammate they're helping each other out and then they just grow into be a better person and then they're going to move on in life and find a better business career. And then that team atmosphere and camaraderie comes again in the office setting or in professional setting. And then we're talking about this kind of stuff though, is like the people we meet in hockey and so I'm using hockey, obviously is my best sport, but you can lean on these guys for life. You and I, we met and we were, for sure. we're, we're always going to go, who am I going to turn to? I probably have a fencing guy. I have a drywall <laughs> guy. I got, the plumber guy, you yeah, know, call Gester. Call Guest. He's my plumbing guy. But we met all these people through hockey and team. And once you play those sports, it's kind of a different relationship. But you can transition those things that you do inside the locker room in the team setting in the business setting too. So for sure. that's that's what we that's what we strive for. That's what we want to be is good teammates, good workers, and then good professionals. But most of all, good people. So hundred percent. So. You know, tell everybody listening a little bit about you. Um, obviously, you know, great introduction in terms of, you know, it's ishy. Yeah. But, um, you know, from a professional standpoint, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you do with the Bulldogs in the community. Talk to the listeners a little bit about your role yeah, um, in your industry and in your organization and then kind of, uh, you know, how it all got started. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, kind of a unique story. Um, obviously, hockey's been a big part of my life since I seven, six, seven years old, always played Never at the highest level, but I was just always the best guy in the room. You know what I mean? That's how I made most of my teams. And I'm sure people listening out there can attest to it. But 
I just kind of found I love being around the guys, love being in the locker room setting, and that's how you fall in love with the sport, right? We talk about it again is the friendships and everything. But played hockey my whole life. I ended up working in a sporting store, pro hockey life. And this is everything, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just chime in right now, is no matter where you are in life, use it as a stepping stone. So I'm going to use this example, and I'm a really good example. Back in 2007, I actually worked for the Bulldogs as a merch kid. We'd go to every game, set up a little kiosk, and sell hats. I didn't know that. Yeah, see, I see yeah, this for the there podcast. You go. This is going to be this a bio. exclusive. <laughs> this is exclusive behind the scenes. <laughs> CH News is going to do the made-for-TV movie about my life soon. <laughs> but in 2007, I'll always remember, I'm in grade 12, not really know what to do. And this is before, maybe it was because I was the oldest in my family. I really didn't have anyone to turn to university-wise or what am I going to do? You know what I mean? And that's a struggle that every kid in grade 12 has. So I'm there and I see these guys and they're wearing the suits and they're walking around the arena. I'm like, these guys are elite. They're like, to me, I'm like, these guys are the top gun. To me, I'm like, this is what I need to do. I need to work in sports and I want to wear a suit. Like, those are my goals. Yeah. Like I'm grade 12, but 12 years later, things really haven't changed. So <laughs> <laughs> I kind of miss wearing suits right now. So yeah. what's it called? Um, I'm there and I'm like learning and I'm interacting with people and customer service is a huge thing and that's that's kind of where I started getting my niche with my people skills like I could interact with strangers and I could do that and make them feel comfortable and I'm selling a ten dollar hat but 10 bucks is 10 bucks you know what I mean so from there I'm like I really want to work made some good connections there introduced myself to all these guys didn't matter if they were 38 years old vice president I went up to them and I said hey if your family ever comes and they need a hat I'm your hat guy. You know what I mean? We talk about that. You always want to be the guy. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Just try and be memorable. So I did, and I made some great connections. I went through school, ended up going to Mohawk, taking business, kind of got out of hockey and went and played varsity soccer there. So kind of took away from hockey, but always missed it. Graduated, didn't really find something concrete right away. So as anyone has to, you have to f try and make ends meet, right? You're, you got to pay back your student loan. Went to pro hockey life, made those good connections again, and kept seeing the same people, those vice presidents that I saw again. And then every single time I saw him, I'm like, don't forget me. If there's an opportunity, I will leave and I'll come work for the Bulldogs. I don't care what it is. Yeah. So eventually he's like, you know what? There's an opportunity. We're going to touch on the Bulldogs Foundation. It's a huge part of everything we do in our organization. But an opportunity came to go volunteer at Bulldogs games. We switched the OHL, brand new franchise. So I was going there and I volunteered 34 games, not 34. I was there for the first half of the season. I was a volunteer, no cash, nothing. I'm 28 years old going there, volunteer my time because that's the way I saw my way in there better than any resume could say. I'm going to let my actions do it. So it. we're there. I'm yeah. counting the 50, 50. So that's like $3,000 cash, but that's the kind of stuff that you need to do to stick out take on as much responsibility as you want it may sound meaningless but counting that cash i was probably one of the most trusted people on the concourse i'm handling cash for a foundation that feeds kids in hamilton you know mm -hmm. so in my head i'm like i'm gonna do this job as best i can so when finally it happened i was doing it for about five months it was about december job that's all volunteering all volunteering no pay At i just what age? 27 wow Right. And you know what, though, when I'm fighting teeth and nail just to get an entry level position. Yeah. Right. 
But I knew if I got that one position, I could work again, take more responsibility, and we'll touch on what I did. So finally get hired on in December. And I'm like, great, this is awesome. Not the pay that I was doing, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stick it out because entry-level positions in any professional setting, Mm -hmm. a lot of people either crumble and they leave or they kind of strive and want to take on more responsibility. So we're there. And I'm just a ticket sales guy, but I see every opportunity if we're pushing these holiday flexes, if we're pushing some ticket sales, how can I maximize this? But then it all started coming into fruition with me. I'm like, man, like we're all, we're chasing these minor hockey teams and stuff. I'm like, I've been sharpening skates for 15 years. Let me just call, <laughs> let me call the guy. I'm like, hey, Mikey, like let's bring the squad out. Yeah. And he's like, Ish, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not banging out wheels. I'm banging out tickets now. So we're there mm-hmm. and we're, we're starting to create that kind of morale is like, all the things that I was doing for 15 years, selling hats, sharpening skates, I never treated anyone disrespect. I always, customer service was at the forefront. I was always pretty upfront and transparent. So once I got to that level and it was asking for more than just trusting me with a sharpen, it was an easier conversation for me. If you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just, it, it flows. It yeah. Genuine, you know, there's no angle. Yeah, exactly. And like all those, and then it started clicking. I'm like, all those opportunities that I, I could have been a shitty worker or I could have done something like that or taken my time off. I kind of just gave it my all at every opportunity and now it's led me to where, where I was there. So finally, after my first year, I got, I was able to get promoted to my role kind of right now to a manager of group sales and partnerships. So that one there is I'm overseeing all the large groups that come into our, into our venue here. And that one is really important to me because it's kind of our bread and butter. This is what we do really well. I work I work with a team of guys that all do the same thing. We all sell full menu. So any guy can sell everything from season tickets, flex packs to group sales. We all kind of gather in, but yeah. The best thing that we do, we have it's no secret. First Ontario is 17,000 seats. We want to maximize the capacity there as much as possible, but we average about 4200 fans a game and the majority of those ones are group sales. So we're awesome. really proud we've we hit the 50,000 group sales mark a couple of years ago when we were in the championship i know you want to bring that up wow, it's awesome. yeah and we had one of the highest t- attended games in our championship game 6 with over 10,000 people in the building so hamilton is it's a melting pot they love our, their hockey and i'm really glad we switched to the ohl because so just yeah, for, sorry, for the for the listeners, like kind of if you if you're not a hockey fan, um, you know, Jessica could take us through a little bit about the switch because it's a massive switch. Yeah. AHL is American Hockey League yeah. to OHL is Ontario Hockey League, yeah. and what's the age difference? So you got 16 to 20 year olds is OHL is OHL, and then you got the AHL who has affiliates with NHL teams. So we were the affiliate when we were the AHL with Montreal. Okay. Which is no secret. Hamilton is pretty close to Toronto. Yeah. So we lost a lot on that fan base right there. So switching to the OHL, well, our first year we were still red, white, and blue. We did a fan vote. What what does Hamilton scream? Black and yellow. So yeah. we switched to black and yellow. We went through that process and Hamilton spoke and we did it. And switching there, we got kind of all those fan bases that didn't want, they just love hockey, but they didn't like that they didn't like the they didn't like the has right so right so now you're seeing these but now we have guys coming through we had a player robbie thomas 
He won an OHL Cup with us. The next year he's on St. Louis, wins the Stanley Cup. That's a great thing about the OHL is you see these players that kind of grow up right in front of your eyes, and they're not going anywhere for four years. You get to watch these superstars come in and uh, play for a fraction of what it costs to go to the movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's what we're, we're trying to sell is we don't just sell tickets. We sell experiences. And I'm a firm believer on that. And we do a really good job on that one. And we talked about it the other day when you talked about skating on the big ice when you were a little kid. Oh, I, had a glory, I had a glory day game. Yeah. And, and you want to run through if we have enough time, you could go through the highlight. I'll, but, I'll play the highlight. Yeah. The, the link... <laughs> The link will be uh, swipe up. The link will be there. Yeah. It's Is in black and white. Super Saturday. He was playing against the green team and they were, <laughs> they're a good opponent. But those things right there is like, I still remember my brother got to skate on the intermission. I was so jealous. I was rattled. Oh, yeah. But now I love like that's, we talk about what makes you, why do you stay in with the Bulldogs? Could you go move on? I love honestly, working in Hamilton and dealing with these like young kids that are growing up in our city and you give them an opportunity to stand on the blue line with the Bulldogs. To me, I've worked over 150 games. I think I, it's pretty much muscle memory, but the thing that always changes is the kids reactions to it. And like, I love it. Like I'm, it may sound corny. Is, is this getting videotaped? But like my face is pretty much straight. Like it, it, this is what gets me through. And like, I love doing that kind of stuff. Because you know that the memory that you're creating, you're creating a hockey player. He's got the passion now, and you can kind of see it kind of fueling him up. And then they go out and they play in the intermission. They're buzzing around. They're melting ice all over. And the parents are all super happy. But, like, that's what we sell. Like, yeah. every kid that goes to a Bulldogs game, and sports in general, and you do an experience like that, you never really remember the score of the game. And we can't control the outcome of the game, but what we can control is the experience that the kids have and our customer service, and that's what we do really well, and that's what I get to manage day to day and game to game with uh, a bunch of other good good coworkers that I have. There's my plug for them <laughs> right there. <laughs> well, and like you know the you know your job's not a nine to five, right? It extends. I think I've seen you at every single charity dinner, um, yeah. golf event, whatever, right? So you know being you know the face of the Bulldogs outside of work you would say a lot of people don't feel like it's work um but you know i think the skills that you picked up well i not no, think i know the skills that you picked up when you were starting and you know sharpening skates and customer service mm -hmm. um so you know getting into the you know what you do for hamilton which i mean we could be here for a couple hours in terms of all the charities and stuff like that but what have you guys been working on lately especially right now you guys were filming during COVID 19 um, you know, hopefully we're at the point where we're flattening the curve. Um, we're, you know, doing our social distancing and it's an interesting time, especially for, you know, you're looking for sponsorships and stuff. And we, we talked about it last week when we were having our chat, it was, you know, blew me away of how involved you're being with and supportive of the businesses that have supported you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's not just reaching out for, for finances. It's reaching out to see how you're doing. Yeah, no, and, and it's lending an ear or lending a hand and, and saying like, you know, how can we help? And I think, you know, that blew me away. So tell us a little bit about some of the organizations and the, and the charitable stuff that you guys are doing lately. Yeah, no, absolutely. Appreciate you bringing that up. Our corporate partners are super important to us. It's, it's more than just having them there as a revenue source. It's, we reach out to a lot of local businesses. Like I said, OHL, we're grassroots. We want to be ingrained. We want to be one of the pillars in Hamilton. So our owner, Michael Anlauer, he started uh, the Bulldogs Foundation 
over 12 years ago, I think now. Yeah. And we've, we've constantly contributed over $250,000 a year to feed, to fund our breakfast program, which supports kids in high need schools that are identified by the Catholic and public school board. We have nothing to do with the selection, but we fund a breakfast program. So we feed, we feed 16,000 kids a day with breakfast. So that right there is our pillar and that's what our bread and butter and what we're super proud of. And if you come to a game and you contribute to the 50, 50, or we have our foundation table and our great corporate partners that donate, adopt a school. Um, those are what we kind of used to fund that program. Obviously with schools shut down right now, um, we kind of had to transition and do a 180 and see how can we still help Hamilton? Yeah. So we identified the food share there and our, our owner again, Michael Anlauer, president, uh, Steve Stales, they identified, you know what, how can we get some money out to the people that need it that aren't in the schools right now? So the Hamilton Future was one thing there, and we donated $150,000 to that initiative there. Um, I, it is. And you know what, though, I, I can't really speak about it. It's, it comes from the top down, and that's, that's just the culture that's been set is every employee, you may not have to do it, but you want to help our Bulldogs Foundation. And that's one of the things that we're really – kind of uh trying to fund right now so we have some t-shirts out some fun little social distancing shirts that we're we're selling to raise money and it's all going back to the community right so let's use our our brand and our cloud a little bit and help help uh, some organizations that um need it in this time another big one too and this is not not through it is just we we try and help minor hockeys and like it's not right now but if it's a golf tournament or them coming out and selling a 50 50 or chuck a puck there's the fundraising aspects that we do and again i love doing that because it's going to development it's going to the kids ice time and they're going there they're having a great time selling these pucks and then maybe there's a future ish out there that i could identify that's an ultimate salesman and i've met a couple of good kids so far um yeah and you guys did uh you guys have that shirt giveaway as well, the jersey? Yep, yep. We do a lot of that stuff there. And if anyone ever needs anything, feel free. Contact me anytime. We'll we'll donate to any charity that we can. There's a process there, but don't be shy. We can't say no unless you ask. So feel free to ask us anytime. And we want to be involved with as many things as possible. But switching to what we're doing with our corporate partners, and I'm glad you brought it up too, Dan, is we, we wanted to make sure we were supporting them. A lot of our partners are local and and again, like we really want to help these guys get through this time. So as much as we could do, if we thought it was small, it could have made a big impact. But we have a lot of restaurant partners. As soon as this happened, I think it was first week. Let's let's identify who's doing takeout. Let's identify who's still open. We still have Radius. We have Hamburger. We wanted to pump those guys. And we still have a great social media following. We're doing this right now because people are on their phones constantly. Right, all day. So what can we do and use our following, our database to try and help our partners out? So we pumped out who's still open, what their menu is, and let's get some traffic back those uh, that way. And we did it with all our restaurant partners. That was week one. And we didn't know what was going to happen. So then we start seeing our partners are stepping up and doing some amazing things. We had Lavats is donating a ton of money to frontline workers. So let's use this time and highlight our champions in yeah. the in in the area right so every single day our partners are stepping up and doing some amazing things car start um lc donating and using their vehicles to bring food and stuff let's highlight that and we shared those and helped used our platform to share their stories and get them out there so that's what we're doing right now um it's nothing nothing too big nothing too small but it's what we can do right now 
for sure. Yeah, come together as a community <clears> and really, you know, look at the positive opportunities that are going to come out of this. And like I said, you know, we can't wait to get back on the ice. You know, our our season got shut a little short. I mean, we we're on the way to a championship. Yeah, a humble brag. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I think you bringing bringing the community side of things, and you know, especially um, if you guys are out there and you're in a role or in a position, it's it's how you create that opportunity. And you know, being a being a corporate sponsor of, a, of an organization, man, it must feel good for those those companies to kind of get that you know compassion back and, and you know feel the support because uh, you know a lot of times people you know go out and ask for money but so much so much of the times those little things and kind of reaching out so i don't know where you get the, the drive to do that but what would you give you know younger justin i mean younger justin seems like a stud but yeah, what would you give advice to, to to that hockey player coming up or you know someone that wants to get involved in the bulldogs or, or you know to be a leader like yourself what, what advice would you give to those guys yeah or get, girls yeah no it's that's a great question i'm glad you asked it it's it's what we just talked about is view every opportunity or job or something someone asks you to do as a as a great opportunity you know use it as a stepping stone did i did i look at sharpening as a bad thing no i loved it i got to meet ceos they came by the thing and you know what though we talk about this a lot, you and I, and it's funny that we're finally getting recorded talking about it's, it's treating everyone with the same respect. Like I have certain partners that I, that I deal with on a day-to-day basis and I give them the same respect as I would someone coming into the game for the first time, just with one ticket. You know what I mean? Anyone that's supporting us, I'm going to give them a hundred percent of what I can do and give them the best customer service I can. Cause that's what I can offer at that time. So, coming into it again i'm just going to look at it use every opportunity if you have to volunteer if you have to take on some meaningless some tedious tasks do it but do it to the best of your ability and then ask for more because eventually once you ask for so much responsibility they're going to be like look at it you won't even have to ask for the job they're going to offer it to you because you've been doing all these little things a hundred percent for so long and that's the same thing if you want to work your way up i know roles and titles are important to some people I go after responsibility. Like I want to be responsible for so much more than I am right now. But again, that takes time and showing and being held accountable. And you got to be able to be held accountable, take criticism, take it. You want to, you want to hear criticism almost daily so you can get better every single day. Right. It's the only way to improve. And we're firm believers on that is do it. Even if you don't know how to do it, try it, ask questions. Don't be shy about it. And do it to the best of your ability. And then where you kind of lacked on, ask how you could do it better next time. And then nine times out of 10, you're going to get that opportunity again. And you're going to do it better the next time. So that's that's kind of my, I don't know if you can fit that on a, a meme or a, or a billboard, but maybe on a wall, write that on your wall. And that's, that's it. I, I'm looking right there. I'll, I might paint something for you. But yeah, take every opportunity. Do it to the best of your ability. Make sure you can be held accountable. And that's, to me, is kind of how I've moved up, and I'm a firm believer on it. But I don't know. There's no secret recipe other than hard well, work, hard, you know, know what I mean? Hard work and dedication. That's and, it. And really diving in and finding out what, what the needs are of the business or the person that, you know, you're, you're kind of reaching out to. So let's just dial back into, like, you kind of just brushed off this massive championship win. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, modest. Yeah. Though, especially with the... I didn't block any shots or anything, but there is, there's a lot of work that goes into going through a run like that. And 
it's tell, tell us like, yeah like, how many games is in a season Give yeah a rundown. Like, this is absolutely a very proud moment for hamilton especially for such a young team yeah and, and i think you know the the head coach went on to the nhl right yeah we got a couple guys that graduated on to, and like that's the great thing about the ohl is it, it's a development league it's a development league for the players that want to work their way up to make it to the national league it's a de- development league for coaches gms but it's also a development league for front front office staff like I've had some staff come and go, and it's it's the most satisfying thing, I think, when you kind of see a guy start entry level, work his way up, but then he gets another opportunity to go somewhere, yeah. and he goes and works for another sporting team or takes the next step. You know what I mean? I never want to see people there for 10 years that are just staying stagnant. Let's keep them working their way up. So that year obviously was a huge year for us. We played over 50 home games, but... We had an awesome team, and you know what? Though that's a testament to our president GM. He he helped build that program, and we were three years in the league, and we were kind of making that transition, and we started acquiring some really good players, and then we go through the run, and we're going through, and every it seemed like every single game we're trying to be the best in class. You know, that's always our view. Every time we're doing something, we're like, well, the NHL does rally towels on every seat. Why not us? Why not? So. We did it. You know what, though? Let's find a partner that wants to do it. And, and we did, and we found someone. And we laced every single seat with towels. And it was gold rush everywhere. Nice. That's it. And then we're like... Oh, the we, energy was electric. Oh, it's amazing, right? And then it's like, how do we outdo that one? Okay, let's get T-shirts for everyone because I want everyone to remember this championship series. Let's get 15,000 shirts. So we get these gold shirts made, and we're, we're, we're ready to go, and... Again, let's put them on the seats. And it was it was something like those are the things that people don't really see. They show up to the arena and on a typical day or game, I should say, there's over 150 people working for the same goal as to have make sure everyone's having a great time from our game crew, our game op staff, like the ice crew, the ushers. There's so much thing. And then that's what kind of makes it a little more special is winning that. You see the team photos and you see the team celebrating, but there could be a huge team photo with how many people kind of were dedicated and yeah. and all focused on that on that opportunity and winning it at home and again we talk about like breaking records like we had one of the most attended games that season was over 10,000 plus and like you see the the goals and and everyone day to day like how do we do this? Hamilton's a passionate hockey market and we we know that we've with our team going away from the championship but we've hosted top prospects game recently this year we've hosted a world junior preliminary tournament we hosted the canada russia like we take on these 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 extra goals this is the mentality of our owner and our president but we kind of love that stuff we love what's another challenge that we can do and you know what though like it it was still a challenge to to fill the arena right it was mother's day it was on the may 13th you the turnaround we lost one game and like hey we're playing this game now yeah. And we had two days to get it through, but our market kind of rallied around and we had a sold out building and it was, it was one of the most electric like experiences. And like, that's why I say you got to get out to a game because you never start a story with, remember that time on the couch, we watched that game. It's, and I still talk to people where they were in the arena during that one there. And pretty sure you were at a yeah, couple of the playoff oh, games. Yeah. Like, and, and it's electric. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, you got a ticket guy, I got yeah, a plumbing yeah, guy. Yeah. So that's it. But that one right there is it's one of the highlights and we're going on two years. We were in Regina competing for the Memorial Cup. I think two years ago today I was flying out, but something we're 
the great thing about our league is it's always up and down. So we're, we went through the rebuild and we're going to go after it again next year. And that's what we're pretty excited about is always the potential to win. So let's go after another one. And if you need tickets, I'll be there, man. I'll be there. <laughs> Thanks so much, Justin. So thank you guys. Uh, Guest Life Podcast, Episode 7. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Remember, everybody, we want to ask ourselves, why not me? Why not now? So coming out of being a guy from skate sharpening, you know, getting into an opportunity, volunteering, and now, you know, in a very, very big position for a great organization, a huge part of our community. I want to thank you so much and your, you know, your entire staff and your team for being such Appreciate a great that, staple in the city. And, uh, and thanks for coming on the show, Justin. Oh yeah. I, I, I wish it was an hour long podcast, but if you guys want to hear more of me, maybe I'll do uh, episode seven and a half or something. Just, uh, send Dan an email and let him know, but I really appreciate you having me out here and uh, I would look forward to listening to future episodes here too, guys. So thanks for everything. And uh, thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Thanks so much.